Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's broadcast. Uh, This is going to be a good one. I want to encourage you to watch this from start to finish. That's just how you've got to watch it to get the full picture of what I'm saying. If you're scrolling and you just want to stop in for a minute or two, you're just not going to get the profoundness of this thing. So lock in and get ready as we continue in this series, especially now on the theme of prayer and national transformation. You know, a lot of times we pray religious prayers. What I mean by that is we pray for things that God has either already done, or we pray for things, we pray to get God to do something he's told us to do. (laughs) And we find this a lot when it comes to management of the earth and changing nations. We forget that it's actually a partnership with God, and we pray prayers in a way as though we're trying to beg God to come down and and, and, and change everything for us when actually God has commissioned us to change our nations. It's not directly or it's not God directly changing a nation. It's that God calls and empowers you to go and change your nation. And this misunderstanding has led to all kinds of things throughout history. That's what we want to touch on right now and give you a good biblical basis for this. I mean, as far back as the Garden of Eden, God told Adam and Eve to manage their earthly garden. In fact, the only reason that you've got an earthly body is to be able to manage the earth. God actually gave man authority on the earth. We know the scripture says that the heavens are the Lord's. The earth has been given to the sons of men. (laughs) So you see the division of labor there or the term division of responsibility. And it's a little more simple example would be, you know what, we're called to raise and manage our children. Of course, we pray and we ask God to bless us and to help us to do it and to protect our children, but it's really you and I doing the day-to-day labor of managing children. If we were to just leave our children to themselves and focus only on praying to God to manage our children, we would be considered very irresponsible parents. (laughs) Now, in the same way, we are actually called to manage our cities, manage our nations, manage the earth for the glory of God. I wanna show this to you powerfully, especially as it pertains to being change agents, reformers, or those who transform society. You know what, when we look at the book of Judges, It's a great example of this. I don't know if you know this, but every generation is actually called to manage their generation. We are called to be those who look after our generation for God. In Judges chapter 2 and verses 8 to 10, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, we're going to do a lot of scripture, by the way, because I really want to give thorough basis for this. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years, and they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance. And it says, And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, meaning whole generation died and left, Joshua's generation. 
And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Isn't that amazing? That each generation is responsible to know their God and to, and to live righteously on earth in their generation. So you see that one generation knew God, walked with God, and then died. And then another generation now had to get to know their God for themselves and uh, execute righteousness on the earth. So when you look at Judges chapter 2, verses 11 to 12, and then verse 16, look at this. And the people of Israel, so that's the current generation. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Those are the false, the, the idols. And verse 12, and they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods and from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. Essentially an entire generation didn't know the God of their fathers and pursued idolatry. Now look at the response from heaven, verse 16. Then the Lord raised up judges, <laughs> okay? God called people to deal with people. This is so powerful because we see this throughout history. History has shown us that when God wants to impact a generation, he raises up a man or woman or company of people. When God, you know, it says the eye of the Lord looks to and fro over the whole earth, trying to find somebody he can be powerful on their behalf. God is looking for partnership with man when it comes to changing man's place of inhabitants. <laughs> when God wants to do something on earth, he looks for a man or a woman. It says, by a prophet, God delivered Israel. It says that he marveled, he, that he couldn't find somebody to stand in the gap. When it comes to God transforming your nation or changing your city or nation, he's looking for somebody that will partner with him. If you are waiting on God to do it all by himself in response to your long prayers and protocols, and prophetic words, my friend, you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> now let's take this a little further. I love what verse uh, 16 says, Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered. And who saved them? The judge did. The leader did. Uh, then it says in verse 18, Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, for the nation. So let me give you the Schneiderian paraphrase here. Whenever the Lord raised up leaders for the nation, the Lord was with the judge and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. <laughs> this is profound. As long as there was leadership in place in the nation, the nation was saved and God could be with that nation by being with that leader. Woo! <laughs> you got to just think about that for a second, that all the praying in the world, if there's no leadership, if there's no judge in the land, if there's no leader that God can partner with to change the land and change the nation, the nation is not transformed and we lose an entire generation. Oh, I, I just got to read this again. I, I don't even want to care about the time right now because this is so powerful. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge, as long as there was a leader in place. 
For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned their back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods in their stubborn ways. Isn't that amazing? That what actually held a nation in place was the presence of leadership. And where there were godly leaders, God was able to actually partner with leaders. It's not just about praying for your nation and hoping God will one day do something. It's about the training and equipping and raising up of leaders. The principle is this, God himself does not change your nation alone, but God partners with leaders. God calls and empowers human beings to deal in human affairs. The heavens are the Lord's. The earth has been given to the sons of men. We're praying, we're fasting, we're begging, we're prophesying, and, and one day the harvest will come in. One day the nation will be saved. If we can just pray enough, we've been praying for generations. We've been protocoling on stage. We've been holding big prayer meetings and wondering where God is and watching things get worse. Our generation is worse than the last one. The secret is right here, where there is the presence of godly leadership, where there are reformers and transformers and catalysts and history makers raised up. Then God says, ah, there is someone who will stand in the gap. God says, ah, I can partner with them. I can empower them. My friends, the business of national transformation belongs to leaders who partner with God. God does his part with divine empowerment, but man, the church must do their part in stepping out and tangibly, proactively, aggressively, enforce, enforcing righteousness in their generation. Here is what it is. As long as the people cried out to God, it says that actually the people would cry out to the Lord. In Judges chapter 3, verses 7 to 10, it says, as they cried out to God. There's the prayer part. <laughs> now watch this. It's going to blow your mind. As they cried out to God, as they prayed, as they had the prayer meeting, God raised up another judge, Othniel. And then we had history repeat itself. I'm telling you, read the book of Judges sometimes. Sit down and read the entire thing and you will see a cycle just repeats itself. Uh, a, a generation is backslidden, cries out to God finally, and how does God answer? Not by him coming down and fixing everything. He raises up leadership. He raises up Othniel. Othniel delivers the nation in his generation, and then the next generation backslides. They finally cry out to God in Judges chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. And it says, as that generation, as they cried out to God, God raised up Ehud, another judge. He raised up a reformer to transform the nation. <laughs> if you are doing the praying part, it's only half the battle. Look for the raising up and equipping of, of judges to put the land into order. Now, what is a judge? When we talk about God raising up judges, you might be tempted to say, well, Pastor Derek, that's Old Testament, you know, theology and all of that. Really what a judge is, is exactly what a modern day believer, reformer, or catalyst for the kingdom is. A judge is simply someone that takes any kind of chaos and puts it into order. <laughs> a judge sits up at times with a gavel and, and when there's a 
chaotic situation in front of him, he renders a verdict. He renders a judgment. Judgment and when God judges the earth is actually when God takes anything that's out of order in the earth, he sends his judgment, whether that looks like, you know, natural disaster or whatever, and he puts the earth into order. That is to say, that every believer is responsible for bringing order in their generation. <laughs> we are kings and judges of the earth, especially in New Testament. The Old Testament judges is just a prophetic picture of one person the Spirit came upon to go and execute God's judgment and bring order. In the New Testament, every believer anointed with the Holy Spirit, part of the government of God, is to be a judge of the earth, putting order where there is chaos, where there is poverty, taking care of the poor and bringing order, where there is any type of injustice or any type of issue in their generation, guess who's called to fix that issue? You and I are. And for so long, we've only been thinking in terms of, if I pray about it, then I've put it in order. No, it's just half the battle. God is looking for people to go out into a tangible world, in their tangible body, and to create tangible products, innovative ideas, ministries, charities, and solve earthly problems, bringing judgment upon the spirit of darkness and chaos, and enthroning Jesus Christ, <laughs> the kingdom of light in that sphere of influence. We are called to be kings and judges in all seven spheres of society. God is depending on you. You have been praying. You have been waiting on God. Well, my friends, God has been waiting on you. <laughs> if God could pray, he would be praying that the church would wake up and go beyond the four walls and be judges and put the earth in order. Where there is economic difficulty, where there is sickness and disease, where there is uh, uh, compromise and injustice and, and, and wickedness. We are to go out and function in the opposite spirit. It's not all about gathering and praying in the prayer meeting. It's about walking out those doors of the prayer meeting after you've finished praying and function in the opposite spirit, rendering God's righteous judgment in situations on earth. That is the only thing that will save a generation. That is the only thing that can transform a nation. You may have asked the question, why are our nations the way they are? Why is the nation of Canada seem to be spiraling downhill? Other people are making laws for us. Other people are changing the rules for us. Other gods, other religions, politicians are, are changing the, mora the moral fabric of the country. How can they get away with this? Didn't we pray? Didn't we fast? Didn't we go from sea to sea praying and striking the ground and prophesying? Why does it appear that things have only gotten worse? My friends, things can only get worse in your nation where there is the absence of judges and leadership. <laughs> we have no shortage of prayer meetings. We have a shortage of trained and equipped laborers to go out into society and make the rules, to go out into society and build the systems that enforce righteousness, to go out into key places of influence and really everywhere you place your feet and render judgment. That is to say that in the earth dimension, the highest form of rendering judgment and impacting your nation is practical, tangible action in society, organizing righteousness and making changes to earthly realm reality. 
My friend, when you combine that with prayer, that's where it really gets powerful because God is looking to partner with leadership for his kingdom to come on earth. If we fail to be present in our generation as kings, queens, judges of the earth, if we fail to show up tangibly, if we only pray about it, hoping and waiting that one day God will come down and deal with it, we will lose our generation. It is not that God is absent, but it is the absence of judges and godly leadership beyond the four walls that allows a kingdomless generation to see a principality, a demonic power return seven times stronger and possess a generation. We began to see this en masse with, with the launch of Harry Potter books, different movements through the music industry, different movements within culture that actually could curse an entire generation. And we prayed about it, we fasted about it, but we have not learned to train and equip laborers to go in and possess territory again in a tangible way. Well done that you've prayed. It's great that we as a nation are learning to pray. We, we gather people and we worship together and we pray. But if we don't raise up laborers, if we don't empower the laborers and the reformers and the equippers into every sphere of society, we will be praying people in the building but have lost the nation. We will be people that have prayed for our church but have lost the society. We will have even prayed for a society that is still changing the laws as morality, uh, immorality increases and we wonder where is God? And God is saying, where are the laborers? Where are the equippers? Where are the reformers? Where are the judges? My friends, Nation of Canada, Canadian Church, if you're gonna pray, pray for God to raise up judges and laborers. Pray for God to raise up leaders. Don't pray for God to come down and do something he is asking you to do. Don't pray for God to come and fulfill the Great Commission. Don't pray for God to come and disciple Canada. God has commissioned you to go. I want to tell you about a man by the name of Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho. I'm sure you've heard of him. Huge movement and one of the largest churches in the world in South Korea. And it would be hard to say that this man has not discipled his nation. <laughs> and uh, there was a time when we had a student, an exchange student that lived in one of the homes of a member of our church here in Canada. And uh, she came to one of our services and at the end of the service, I was able to meet her and sit with her and I said, oh, have you heard of Jesus? Have you ever invited Jesus into your heart? And she said something so profound. She said, oh yes, we have heard of Jesus because of a man by the name of Yonggi Cho. <laughs> wow, it's like she's saying, we, we heard of Jesus, we met Jesus because of a judge because of a leader. A leader came and put our nation in order. Leadership came, godly leadership. I'm not talking about politics and government. I'm talking about the church on fire. A man came because of a leader, because of Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho, our nation heard about Jesus. God wants to raise up judges in the nation of Canada again. Most of you know the name of Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho, but you don't know the name of another man an older gentleman, nameless, faceless man. We don't even remember his name, but before Paul Yonggi Cho, before the church there in the nation did what it did, 
this old man took it upon himself to go and pray and cry out that God would raise up judges in the land, in his nation. And he went up into the mountains and he was praying six, seven hours a day, praying for God to raise up leadership. And, and pretty soon he built a hut up there because he was there for such an extended period of time praying and then others began to join him as this prayer began to catch fire and they built other huts up there and the prayer mountain uh, places were born and there was intercession going on for God to raise up godly leaders, judges and leaders to win back a generation. And we know that because of the prayers of an old man and a company of people, God raised up the laborer, Yonggi Cho. God raised up the judge and leader, Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho. I can take you through history and show you where there have been accurate prayers for the generation, not leaning on the foundations that were laid before, not leaning on even just great prayer meetings, but, but, but strategic prayer that God would raise up leadership who would come and put the earth in order. We have been praying for God to come down and put the earth in order, but the system he has put in place, place works this way. The heavens are the Lord's. The earth has been given to the sons of men. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.